What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard of business, you're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James, and we're married, and we like to get scared together. Do you have your ring on? I do! Hey! Hey! I filmed a kill count earlier today, and uh, nowadays I put wedding ring at the top of the teleprompter file. That's also why I look how I do. I, filmed... I was going to say it was the mustache that gave you the power Yeah, of uh, memory. Filmed the X kill count this morning, and I'm done filming it, but I'm still afraid that, like, oh, I got to do a pickup or fix something. And so I went full 70s for it, and this is how I look now. I was going <laughs> to do Esther-style pigtails Ooh. with ribbons, and an, but I couldn't find any clothes I had that work for her so Aww. I just kind of gave up but we would have looked extra pervy this week <laughs> yeah oh no I'm, yeah I'm glad you didn't yeah you and pigtails that, me that with opening a shot would have been too overwhelming I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we're talking about orphan first kill orphan first kill you guys have been begging for it it yeah. just has been like personal life shit we I could, was in Michigan it when was it came killing, out guys it was killing us mm-hmm. we all we've wanted is to watch. Because we love Orphan in this house. Yes. We watched it uh, about a month ago uh, before I did the kill count on it. Maybe a little bit before that. And that was your first time seeing it. Um, I It was one of those things where I can't remember if I had seen it or not. Because that would have been right around the time where I was going to the movies. Like almost, I think like every other day. 2009? Oh, you know what? No, because I would have been in college. Yeah. So... I might have, you know what? I, I, I don't think, think you saw it. Maybe I just absorbed it. Yeah, you knew the twist. Osmosis. And yeah. then I had seen it once around when it came out, but we just laid there in bed and watched it late one night, and it was a fucking blast. I was expecting to, <laughs> okay, I'll put this on, and I might nod off, whatever. No, I was so into it the whole time. The whole, it's like over two hours, I think. It's just long, just over two hours, and it's fucking it's great. It's fine. <laughs> it's so, it's just, it's campy. It's yep extremely campy um isabel Furman. we need to get her an honorary oscar we gotta get this one nominated for oscar cheer moment oh yeah. they're still doing oh, yeah. that bullshit that's right <laughs> it'll be flash doing the flash zone or whatever and then fucking <laughs> esther uh i don't know walking through a burning building without nary a bead of sweat <laughs> mm-hmm. or julia styles in some choice moments oh man yeah this movie is out on streaming and theaters it was a day and date release i've and... heard that this is a really fun one in theaters so yeah I'm we couldn't do that yeah we just didn't have the time to make it to a theater so it's we watched also it at home. really hard to take notes for the podcast in a theater That's true. my mm-hmm. my notes just end up illegible and eh, i don't know i just don't love doing it Orphan First Kill, prequel to 2009's Orphan, which starred a 12-year-old 12, Isabel Furman as a 9-year-old. This is a prequel. And uh, Dude, they make it work, honestly. 13 years later. And that kind of adds to how goofy it is. Granted, I think they do a good job making her... I'm sure if, if I took video from both movies and put them oh, side yeah. by side, I'd be like, okay, clearly. Clearly she is but an adult woman. You but kind of forget after a while. Some scenes you forget. Some scenes you don't. Doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. This movie... <laughs> this movie's so fucking dumb and awesome. It's, you know, we're watching it. First half of it, we're like... 
It's fine. It's good, but everyone it's- is really amped about this thing. Yeah. Know, so it's I- like, it's great to have Esther back, but I guess. And then, then they fucking did it again, dude. They go some places that are just truly special. The, yeah, because that first movie, one of the greatest twists ever. Yeah. Turns out that fucking nine-year-old is a 33-year-old woman. With, with a gland disorder, I yeah, think. Still played by a 12-year-old who convinces you that she is actually... There are She's so many people... really good. While we watched yes. it, you were like, I thought this was an actress who had a thing. And so many people left comments being like, I didn't realize the actress was 12 years old. Yeah, I <laughs> literally, this whole time, ever since 2009, this movie comes out until like a month ago, I was watching it in bed. I was so sure that the actress in that first movie actually was just an older woman who looks really young. Yep. Nope, this is a 12-year-old playing beautifully an adult. Yeah, playing Ridiculous. a kid. Yeah. She's a kid playing an adult playing a kid. Yep, and now she's an adult playing an older adult still, because she's only like 22 in this, playing a 30-year-old playing a kid. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. She's so good in both of these. In bo- yeah, she slips right back into the character. Esther is an all-timer. I Esther's love Esther. fucking great. Like, Hall of Fame horror person. Yeah. And what's great about First Kill is, so it's a fucking prequel. It takes place before the other one. And I know a lot of people are like, how's it? Why, what's the point of this? We already know the twist. You know you know the twist from the first movie. <laughs> yeah. And this movie knows you know that twist. So it's like, it, it's not trying to trick you that way. But there's another twist. There's another <laughs> twist, you guys. James and, and I stopped the movie and rewound it because we were cheering like we were at a fucking football game. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just so good. Yeah. I guess that was the one bonus of watching it at home is we could stop and gather our shit and <laughs> rewind it and keep taking notes. Yeah. So uh, definitely watch this if you haven't, if you were on the fence about it. If you like the first one at all, this one leans even more into camp. This yeah. one is just like, it's by the guy who made the fucking boy and the, Stay Alive, all you people who no, love Stay Alive. No, he did the boy too. He did both, huh? Did he do he both? He directed both and he directed oh, wait, and wrote right. yeah, Stay Alive. Oh, you're right, yeah, he did Stay Alive too. Yeah. So all, we didn't like Stay Alive. You, a bunch of you did. Uh, we, we do like the boy because it's also the, ridiculous. I think he is really... <laughs> As much as I shit all over Stay Alive, I think William Brenton Bell has really found his footing in such a specific <laughs> style that I think is, it's one of those things, like when we talked about Malignant, for example, yeah. M- Malignant is so fun because it nails the very difficult to nail, like, it's not a bad movie, but it's not a a what we would, you know, label a classically good movie, but it's good because it's it just it's in this weird little territory that just has this perfect balance. You know what I mean? Like it's, when you're trying to make so many people try too hard to make something either can be or so bad it's good mm-hmm. and it makes it not good because it loses that earnestness, I think. Yeah. This just has the same kind of understanding of what makes something like malignant work where it just really hits that very difficult to hit equilibrium, and I love it. I it's think great. it's really impressive. I think I think he's an impressive filmmaker for like that specific niche, and I hope he doesn't stop making for that movies. tone. Yeah, yeah. The movie kind of looks like shit. It doesn't look great. No, it's very hazy. I'm it looks like it was someone. Our was it our version? No, no. Everyone's saying online, who even people who saw it in theaters, 
It's really it's just as hazy as it seemed. It looks like when your phone tells you to wipe your camera because you have <laughs> dirty fingers. Yeah, it looks like they were filming on a set that needed a uh, a smoke machine on and they didn't let the room clear out enough. Yeah, or it was really sweaty and all the, all the cameras got gunked up. And it, it looks human. like the film crew... Uh, were a bunch of vapors and they were like, no, it's fine. It's not like smoking. We can vape on set. It's fine. It's not, you're not going to pick it up. Yeah. But then you do pick it up. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird and hazy. It almost looks low res. Like it looks like a video sent through Android texting. Part of <laughs> me is wondering if they... I say that as an Android user. Yeah, right. <laughs> Part of me is wondering if they established that specific style as a method to further... Uh, disguise the actress's age. Maybe. You know, soap opera style, the Vaseline on the lens kind of thing. And mm. I wonder if they they just thought it would be weird if we did that in just shots of her. So if we made this whole movie kind of hazy. Mm -hmm. Maybe. That's, I don't know. I don't know. It Whatever. It looks kind of weird. Yeah. yeah it we definitely were like, is there something, is our bandwidth getting choked or something? Mm -hmm. I almost texted, texted Gressel and was like, you downloading something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, it's not just you if your movie looks kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, it's like the opposite problem where I feel like everything now, all the, the black values just get really crushed and everything looks too dark. But this is like the opposite of that. Where no, it's kind of dark, but it's kinda, like dim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It, the, the, you know when you start a video game and it's a scary one, so they're like, adjust this slider until you see this. They went like all the way up. Yeah, they were too afraid. They of the were jump too scared. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and the way they they have Isabel Furman looking like she's supposed to, because again, this takes place before the movie she filmed eleven years ago or whatever, is they don't use any CG, which yeah, is it's great. All Hobbit magic. It's all it's Hobbit, Hobbit magic. magic. She's been sharing so many photos on her Instagram. So great. Her co-stars in giant shoes. That, that's my favorite. <laughs> I'll put the picture here. It's a picture of her with her movie family, and all the family has these giant, like, Herman like Munster yeah. fucking platforms. One of them has, like, fringe on them because clearly someone just raided their closet, I think, <laughs> or they just got maybe some secondhand platforms that were cheaper. So they all have this weird variety of platform styles going on, and I love it. It's a lot of shots where it'll cut to a long shot from behind her where it's clearly a child actor yeah. and then cut to Isabel Furman and for the medium yeah. frontal shot it's so dumb it's, and, and some people are like it took me out of it dude it's it's, it's an orphan, orphan movie man. fuck it yeah we got some wild shit going on in this movie the only the only <laughs> she, she befriends a rat she does she does make a little rat friend which is nice um the only thing that kind of threw me off de-aging wise and maybe mm. this is just as a a cosplayer i noticed this immediately she has these contact lenses in oh you did notice this. that um make your irises bigger uh if you cosplay at all like i've worn them before when i've cosplayed like a disney princess like for ariel i had these blue contact lenses where uh the color doesn't stop at the natural edge of where the color on your real eyes stops it goes a little farther so it gives you less white in your eyes mm. and it makes you look more child like like anime cosplayers will use these a lot oh, too because yeah, it makes yeah. your eyes look bigger and therefore more but you can see them like I, I just kept noticing them and it was bothering me yeah. that's a nitpicky thing but also kind of a neat 
detail that they thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that they decided not to do any CG and they just were like, Did, whatever. So they, there was no CG confirmed? As far as de-aging her, they have said repeatedly they that they didn't, didn't use the any Irishman. CG. Irishman is more distracting than than. Well, but, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> It's the Irishman's a good enough movie for me to like l- yeah. overlook that, but yet, yeah, there's something a little <laughs> ghoulish about it for sure. Oh man, should we just get started? Sure, watch it. Go watch it. You also, do you need to have seen the first one? Not really. There's some things where it's if you're a real orphan head, you're like, oh, that thing from the first one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just little nods to the events that will eventually happen. But yeah. I don't think you. But also go watch that first one. Yeah. It's it's better. The first one? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. They're both. I don't know. I don't know if I could say which one's better. Oh, I think the first one's for sure better. Yeah. Maybe that's just my crush on Vera Farmiga. I know, I do. But Julia Stiles, too. Julia Stiles is great. But my. She's gorgeous in this. Yeah. Vera Farmiga. I know. Esther's picking out all the hot moms. Yeah. And you said that the dad in this one's hotter than uh, Sarsgaard. A thousand percent. But also because he's a less pathetic man. He's Uh, still kind of sad. He's sad. But in a different way. He's a Sutherland. We had a Sarsgaard and now a Sutherland. I guess Sarsgaard's not a dynasty no you're thinking of scars guard i know but no this is uh this is the the lesser known son of donald sutherland yeah i did half brother to Kiefer. all right orphan first kill orphan for uh dark castle productions fuck yeah dark castle i get so amped whenever i see that stupid logo (laughs) it looks like a universal monsters postage stamp (laughs) yeah 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 we're in estonia in 2007 two years before the first movie i'm re i'm replaying disco elysium right now so i just yell disco elysium land say that it is also a real country it is also a real country Mm -hmm. yes baltics we're at the sarn institute yep same place vera calls up in the first one when she yes. finds out the twist yeah so we know some shit's gonna go down because if you've seen orphan this is where esther uh was like put in a straight jacket and stuff that's why she got her scars on her wrists and neck from thrashing around she already has them this is post scars yeah so she's doing the ribbons again to hide them yeah mm-hmm uh, we this like art therapist character is introduced, and she's basically the podcasters from Halloween 2018. Yeah, she's very just much there to so. kind of like introduce the story, and then she gets killed. Uh, she's there as the way that Esther essentially escapes and yeah, gets out the into the wider route. world. Yeah, she also looks like that podcaster mixed with you called it Rebecca Hall. Yeah, just did kinda, we look up who that was? Uh, she's not in really anything else. She's uh pretty scarce, scarce filmography yeah so sparse filmography sparse. yeah sure uh but yeah you know, whatever i'm happy if i'm in this movie oh fuck yeah that role yeah that's yeah. great you get to be on screen for like a good seven to ten minutes then you get murdered by a little girl who's yeah you get murdered by a famous horror villain at this point yeah was esther in our in our survivor episode no but she should be she absolutely the will next be. time we do it we'll we'll have Esther. that's got to come up soon because we said we wanted to do one for every survivor season and that's in september oh shit we can do i sur- forgot those are twice a year it's twice a year that's what makes it so fucking good and that's why okay. 2020 we'll do another sucked. One. If people that's want the biggest reason 2020 <laughs> sucked was the lack of two survivor seasons. The biggest reason. 
All right, so uh, as soon as this art therapy instructor shows up, the whole place goes on lockdown, <laughs> and they're all panicking because this patient named Lena is out of her room, and they're like, okay, we're going to go find this patient who is super murdery and really dangerous. Don't worry, you're going to be fine, but we're going to lock you in this room for your own safety. Please do not leave or else you will get murdered. And they put her in this classroom, and oh, there's another, there's a child in here, and she we realize it's esther um lena lena yes still lena is so is lena her real name i'm assuming lena clammer is that it clammer lena clammer lena clammer that's yeah that was revealed in the first movie oh yeah i forgot Mm -hmm. okay but yeah so esther's in here and she she draws a very quick drawing of this art teacher. Oh yeah, she's a quick way. draw. She is. Yeah, she's already really good artist. Which is so she can already neat. draw. She can already play piano. She watches Shirley Temple, I yeah. guess, for inspiration. For studying. Yeah, yeah, she studies Shirley Temple. So the staff realizes she's in there. They come and get her. And this is when there's like another patient that mm. Lena slash Esther basically uh, trains. Yeah, she has. Her, yeah, she has her trained with candy, mm-hmm. and this patient will kind of like, you know, go. I don't want to say go, I feel like saying go crazy seems a little insensitive for the context <laughs> and setting, but you know what I mean. She yeah. basically can use her as like a trained soldier, pretty much. Yeah. They escort her away, and this is when the staff explains to this art teacher, so that's a grown-ass woman, and her name's Lena, and she has a gland disorder. They imply that she's already killed? She's already killed, Immediately yeah. rendering this subtitle useless. I don't know why it's called first <laughs> it's the kill. It's the stupidest... Because she's about also about to kill someone in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And when she kills him, I'm like, is that first kill? I saw <laughs> some people complaining that this movie wasn't more of an origin and you see her. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. No one wants, like, no, no one wants that. I don't that. need that. I, I want to see her on a rampage and that's what we get. I'm like, I don't need to the know. The subtitle's dumb. It's d- Yeah, it's a bad title. But also, I don't need to see. I just assume she's always been like this it, she's the like the the stock type character of just evil kid yeah made grown up into an evil person who is just forever an evil kid kind of like <laughs> but, but i don't need to know how she became that she was just born like that they do say that two years ago she infiltrated a family and then again imply that she killed them yeah which is why she's here uh maybe another prequel with that oh it, it'd be so great to just keep doing prequels until she actually is nine years old, <laughs> and you've reached this weird, you know. But she's like forty. The yeah, actresses. it's the, yeah. She's she just does Benjamin Button. Do you think we'll get a third movie? Yes, because didn't this do okay? Uh, I, it's hard. I don't know how it did box office wise. It's always hard with the day and date releases. That's why Halloween ends. What the fuck? But yeah. uh, they, uh, I, I think it's gotten good reviews it has like a 70 something on rotten tomatoes i wouldn't be surprised i think we'll get a third one one. i think they're gonna want to do one quick too so that she can still do it yeah and whether that means another prequel or whether that means the first shot is her climbing out of that ice at the end of the first one i don't give a fuck yeah i don't care you you can retcon that kill i don't care yeah yeah make that make my kill count wrong do it i give you permission yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, she gets she gets free because of a guard. Yeah, Dimitri. Dimitri, who's definitely like probably a pedophile and is it's interested a weird in weird thing. He's he seems sexually interested in her. Probably as like one of those like 
anime I loopholes, was gonna say you know? it's the same logic as like actually I know this character looks like a child but she's actually a thousand year old woman therefore it's fine yeah I think that's Dimitri's <laughs> thought process here. here it's weird but yeah. she is an adult but it's weird what's great about this movie is it is that she is an adult actress as well yeah because that first movie has the scene with the dad yes and, and I just, so I just hope that there was a real good intimacy coordinator because that is actually a twelve-year-old like, trying to seduce a grown man, kissing yeah. his neck. It's, it's fucking weird. weird. It's weird. It's so fucking weird. This one has the benefit of like, cool. Every this everything's an adult. all good. She's twenty-five now, I think twenty-six. <clears throat> uh, sure. No, she. I think now she's twenty-four, but they, I think they filmed this a couple of years ago, so okay. she's like twenty-two. But she's in her twenties. But the thing is, the <laughs> thing that I love though is now that you have this adult, like actual adult, playing this character, you can do so much with the creepiness that is real of men being attracted to women that they've view as oh they're young and they don't really do that though besides dimitri no i mean like real world like the real life yeah but you said you can do yeah i'm like if they do like a sequel or something you you can continue to explore like you can set up such characters where you were just so excited for her to murder the shit out of them kind Mm -hmm. of and you can put that actress in scenarios that would not be appropriate otherwise if it is like a child playing this character. I just think that there's fun stuff to explore there that could feel cathartic in the ways that we love horror movies to feel where there's reasons sometimes we want to root for the bad guy. I Mm -hmm. think she's a perfect character to do that with. Kind of like a a Dr. Sleep. Uh, I forget the character's name where she is at the movie theater and she basically, she does like to catch a predator with that. Yeah. Stuff Mm. like that. Yeah. I think could be fun. Uh, yeah. She murders Dimitri. What? Just bashing his head. Is that what she does? Yeah. She, she kind of knocks his head against the wall after he gets her address. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And the ribbons. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, steals his badge. Come on, dude. That as soon as that guy showed up, we just were. (laughs) <laughs> saying you know saying the last rites like r.i.p man uh her escape is done in a fun long wanner i always love good wanners yeah it's uh it'd be great if it wasn't so hazy but it's following <laughs> her down the hallways and she's like dodging out of gurneys and gets onto an elevator and gets out and there's that other inmate that she's kind of like yeah she gets that other patient to kill this guard by offering her candy mm-hmm. so uh yep she she walks right out of that fucking building and Anna, the art therapist, sees her in the parking lot. Great jump scare with the windshield wiper. Yeah. Gets out of the car and she's nowhere to be found. So we instantly know, okay, so she just climbed into your car. Yeah. She does, you know, it was the right thing to do to get out and be like, hey, you're, I saw your patient, the one from earlier that you said was extremely dangerous. She's in the parking lot, and she escaped, so you might want to take care of that. But and Anna quits right on the spot, too. She just goes, yeah, I think this job's not for me. Yeah. Doesn't bother checking her trunk, though, because she drives home, and wouldn't you know it, Esther's in that There's trunk. Esther. Lena's in that Esther trunk. Esther in the trunk. R.I.P. Anna, and that's when she basically takes over Anna's apartment, gets on Anna's computer, and uses a search engine called Klovsk. <laughs> yeah, ask Klovsk. Ask Klovsk. So she does a Klovsk for missing children. 
She's Klofskit. She's Klofskit. She Klofskit for uh, a missing... Like, she looks at missing girls, and she finds a missing girl that looks a lot like her. She even compares herself in a mirror. And named Esther. Oh, yep. And that's where she gets the name Esther. Yep. So now she's this is This Esther. is after she bloodily plays the piano, mm-hmm. uh, getting blood all over Anna's piano. She has to re-kill Anna because she's not quite dead yet. Yeah, she says, oh, Anna, it usually takes only one. And then <laughs> just smashes her over the head. Yeah, she's still rocking this Estonian the accent. The accent is outrageous, and I love it. Yeah. Also, I, I like the shot of Anna driving home because it's we get a shot of the city, and I'm wondering if that was filmed in what I can only assume is Tallinn. Sorry, Estonians, if you have more than one notable city, but I know that's your capital. Yeah, I don't know where they filmed yeah. this movie. But like, I'm like, did we just get a peek at like a, a city you don't normally see in movies? That'd be cool. Let me see. Orphan first, kill, filming... Talon, Talon. What? You're saying Budapest? Budapest. That's a good guess. Oh, that was your guess? That's my guess. Okay. Romania is also always uh, up there. Winnipeg. Ah. <laughs> Exclusively real- filmed in Winnipeg. The Estonia, the Estonia of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it takes place mostly in Connecticut, actually, because that's when we get our little title card it's Darien Connecticut this is after the police find Esther in a park on a swing set posing as a child yeah. she's now a- adopted that persona yeah so the police department in Estonia takes her in and but, but it's Russia actually. yeah I don't know Julia Stiles end- gets called and they're like your missing child has been found it's in Russia yeah they bring her to Moscow I'm yeah. not sure I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Worth noting, the first movie also takes place in Connecticut, although also not filmed there, filmed in uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. But I guess she, I guess she liked Connecticut enough to stick around. Yeah. Two old movies. She's uh-huh. used to colder temperatures, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the police call Julia Stiles. Yeah. And, and it's it's during it's right after this like fencing match that Julia Stiles and her husband are at. They're watching their son. Yeah. Do fencing. Gunner. Just absolute rich people activities. Right I mean, here. she takes a private jet to Moscow. Yeah, I couldn't figure out if this was her. It probably is her jet because their house is insane. Or maybe they rented a jet. But Something. But I don't, yeah, I don't think that like. I don't think the fucking. The missing children's whatever. Whoever I don't think that they up is like, that. hey, we'll fly you out in like a really cush jet. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. No, she's getting like bottle service on the way to collect her child yeah who's been missing for four years yes so i would presume that real esther went missing when she was five and that current uh lena is posing as nine-year-old esther does so that she's seem supposed about... to be nine i think so that seems right in terms of they would look different you know like a kid ages a lot i know that this takes place two years before the original movie, and in the original movie, she's... she is said to be nine. Oh, for sure. Yes, but I don't know if she's supposed to be seven in this. That seems way too young. Yeah. So I think she probably just used nine as I her think go-to so. age. Yeah. You know, because also they're talking about Esther, how she was before going missing, and it sounds like if she was three, she wouldn't have had these personality traits and things. I think it makes more sense for a five-year-old to go missing big enough gap five to nine for there to be differences, but to still be like 
you weren't like this before in some yeah, minor things. Yeah, to have, you know? start to have enough of a formed personality. Yeah, so I feel like five to nine is, is what we're working at, right. working with here. What's the husband's name and also the actor? Alan. Uh, Alan, and then it's Russif Sutherland. Russif Sutherland. Okay, so Alan. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Just so I'm not like the dad the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm calling her Julia Styles. <laughs> I'm just calling her Julia Styles. I don't know what her character's name is. I don't either. She's Trisha Styles. That's right, Trisha. Yeah. yeah, he. Yeah, he. Their house is a fucking yeah. Good thing she didn't imitate. A, good thing she didn't find a missing poor kid. It, it's amazing <laughs> her and this the original movie. She doesn't even pick the parents. They find her and adopt her. But she gets lucky both of these times. And you think that the the house in the first movie is sweet. This house. This is a fucking Mike castle. Flanagan real estate property for yes. sure. It is enormous. It's, it's beautiful. Although I don't understand how only three people are living in that. It would, I would be so paranoid. It just. I don't know how you handle the cobwebs. The co- yeah, I don't know how you keep it clean. I don't know how you heat it and or cool it. Oh God. I guess just. Like, living in a house now, I I just, that's all I can think about now. Whenever I see something like that in a movie, like a big, like a gigantic yeah. house that just one family's living in, get the fuck out of here. And I, I don't even know what, he's an artist. Alan's that's an the, artist. That's the best thing, too, is they, <laughs> I mean, I I think, if, if you're making this kind of horror movie specifically, like like White Noise, I think of, you your characters should always have bullshit jobs and bullshit amounts of money. It just, mm-hmm. I like, there's something about that that I really like and to me feels very cozy where this character has like a kind of, usually architect, but like some kind of aspirational job where we can see them working but it's all kind of vague or like an author mm-hmm. you know and they just have fuck you money for some reason they're insanely well because I don't even know she has a job she runs charity she does events charity events yeah maybe that's how they're getting their money she's like a, she's a politics on. wife she's like a she's like what Nancy Pelosi did when she was young oh did she do that before she was like yeah because her dad was in politics and she would like throw fundraisers. Oh, so like what? Hundred twenty years ago, then. <laughs> <laughs> She's old. Hey, want to talk to you about our sponsor this week, Dadgrass. So the weather forecast for where James and I live is going to be in the hundreds this week three digits. It's disgusting. And for me, the combination of being really hot and really sweaty mixed with getting too high, no fun. Just not a good sensory experience. And that's where Dadgrass is here to help. Dadgrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Easy to dose and the effects come on really smooth. Basically, you get to enjoy all the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. They've got a variety of products from smokable pre-rolled joints as well as hemp flour and a variety of CBD tincture drops. And the best part, all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the United States. You can check out all their products at dadgrass.com deadmeat. And right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com deadmeat. Go to dadgrass.com deadmeat for 20% off your first order. One more time, that's dadgrass.com slash deadmeat. 
Our next sponsor this week is Fume. Quitting nicotine is really, really hard. It's addictive for one, and two, there's something about smoking cigarettes that comes with this hand-to-mouth sensation that people have a really hard time kicking. If this sounds like you, that's why you've got to check out Fume. Fume is the natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and more natural way to quit cigarettes. It's a no-smoke, no-vape, and no-nicotine replacement for the hand-to-mouth habit of smoking. Fume are handcrafted wooden inhalers, and they use cores infused with plant oils studied to curb cravings. They've got flavors like peppermint with minty notes to simulate menthol cigarettes, and they have other flavors like cozy chai, I think is a new one, and lemonberry bliss for a sweeter experience. All their flavors are are 100% natural. There's no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, and absolutely no nicotine. I don't smoke, but I've tried Fume myself just to see what it was like, and it's a very pleasant experience. I tried their peppermint cores, and I quite like it. So whether you're a smoker or ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, Fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com deadmeat and use the promo code deadmeat to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to b-r-e-a-t-h-e-f-u-m dot com slash deadmeat and use the code deadmeat. By the way, when they fly back on this jet from Moscow where they pick her up and <laughs> Esther basically throws back just these tiny little plastic bottles of pop-off, I'm them from, assuming. Yeah, it has to be it's fucking pop-off. Pop dude, on this plane. Yeah, she steals it from the flight attendant, goes in the bathroom, slams she's it. She's just shoot, like, doing shooters in the bathroom. And then she's doing her, her a temper tantrum. freak out, just like she did in the first one in the bathroom. Oh, man. Nice little throwback there. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, Julia Stiles has picked up her kid. And, and we see before she leaves her that the dad is devastated. He's still, it's four years yeah, later. He still, still can't watch his rich son fence. Yeah, he still can't watch Gunner fence because he's distracted by his missing kid. Also, oh. Gunner, shouldn't his name be Stabber? I won't cut that. I need to leave that Thanks. in. When, when, they, when they get to the airport, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously the dad is overwhelmed with emotion. Do you look like a little lady? Yeah. <laughs> Gunner is immediately it's like sup. Something's up. He goes, Yeah, he just says sup. And Julia Stas is like, okay, I think we can do better than that. Give your sister a fucking hug, Gunner. <laughs> and you know, it all just feels kind of off immediately. And I'm assuming because I've seen the first orphan movie, I'm like, oh, they maybe are already suspicious that this isn't their kid, or maybe the brother just has yeah, a sense. Yeah, maybe the brother is, yeah. That this isn't his mm -hmm. sister, right? So it's already kind of, hmm, weird. I remember, so when they pull up to this house, which again is gigantic, it's like, Esther, I know that you're super murdered. I know that you love murdering whatever family ends up adopting you. You could just stick with, you know, if you've got like a really good one like this, just, yeah. you know, you don't have to murder everyone. Although I guess, you know, in like two or three years. They're going to realize that she's not aging. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're going to have to at least come up with an escape plan, but maybe let it ride for a little longer because like this place is dope. Yeah. You can just hang out. Of course, her, her room has a creepy horror kid dollhouse. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And and one of the four great with the rat friend that she makes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I feel like so many horror children have dollhouses that are replicas of the, of the house. house. Like yeah. Bly Manor. Mm -hmm. 
and um she's not a child but like hereditary (laughs) tony collette's got her dollhouse that's a replica of their house Mm -hmm. oh we've got that she has the glory of love record in her room from the first movie that's the song that esther is singing does she sing it in the first movie i know that's in the alternate ending that everyone always fucking talks about Oh, I didn't know there was an alternate ending. There's an alternate ending where Esther doesn't get killed in the pond. Mm-hmm. She, like, knocks out Vera Farmiga, and the house is on fire, and the cops arrive, and she, like, puts on her fucking ribbons again and walks down the stairs and is like, hello, cops, I am small child. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. it ends with, like, it being like, is she going to get away with it? Oh. So everyone always fucking talks about that alternate ending. Uh, the the ending of this movie, I think, is a nod to that because it's in a burning building. For sure. And she's walking through it. But, uh, yeah, I, I know that the song is in that alternate ending. I can't remember where it is in the original movie, but I think it's she, definitely I swear she's, like, humming it or singing it. Maybe. They do already have a therapist just lined up. They're ready. They've got the child therapist. Well, it was her previous therapist. Yeah, too. they. Yeah. yeah, she was seeing her beforehand. And there's this other kid in the office. Uh, and it is always funny watching Esther interact with like actual with children. real children, yeah. Especially in this movie, um, because unlike the first one, she's not a real child anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what she does is she basically she like goes into this side office to spy on her mom with the therapist because she's already had an appointment with the child therapist and the therapist is like yeah your kid's sus uh i don't know how to else to tell you but something's weird here she's, she's like i have this new parrot and she addressed it with the name of my old macau that from that looks different lo- and looks entirely different. i don't know i just think if she was a little kid i don't know I don't know if that is something where I'd be like, you're not the same child. Well, what is... <laughs> I just wouldn't jump to that conclusion. Well, what? Macaws look different? Like a macaw? Macaw. I'm sorry. I don't know birds. Macaw is like a parrot. And then the well, one that's what? in there is like a cockatoo, I in think. In the movie, they say all macaws are parrots, not, not all, all parrots, parrots are, are macaws. macaws. Don't they say that in the movie? Yeah. That wasn't a Reddit comment I read? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, you're right. I I assume that a macaw would look way different than like... No, I just think if you have childhood memories of a bird... Yeah. And, and the more suspicious thing is she has a Russian accent now. Yeah, which they do address. <laughs> they do like, address. So she has an accent now. And Julia Stiles is like, I mean, you know, with what she went through, which, by the way, they still don't know details of because Esther is cagey about it. Uh, yeah, they're which like they're assuming is because of some kind of trauma when we know it's because it's Esther. Well, yeah, Esther tells the therapist she's like, "Mommy wants me to talk about yeah, what but happened." Yeah, I don't but want to. I'm not and... ready. We find out that she learned the blacklight trick that is just this weird garnishing on the first movie. Here from Alan, yeah, the rich artist, he painter dad. He he makes paintings and then uses blacklights to add another layer of of painting to it. And you turn on the black light and there's like more to the picture, which would that work? Artist? It, yeah, it would work. Okay. I mean, it works because you can see it's not like when the actual lights are on, the black light's totally invisible. Like you can oh. tell they actually painted these. I think it's all real. Mm-hmm. They're just a lot. Yeah. You know, well, he's cramming as much as he can. Insanely expensive. <laughs> yeah. 
well, to afford that house. Yeah, but I'm glad sure. that they're like, yeah, this is where she learned this thing. That's like, uh, yeah, again, it's a thing where you don't need to have seen that first movie, but yeah, it's kind of fun. But both movies use the blacklight thing as the title card. The motif and of the, t- yeah. Yeah. And we were, I mean, we were listening to, we hate movies cover this and they're like, why the fuck is that part of the title card? Yeah. It doesn't come into play until to wait. So... And it doesn't matter. Like yeah. whatever, but it's, it's a fun thing. To give it more import because of the prequel. Yeah. And then she draws daddy with charcoal. Oh, yeah. She and wants she spends charcoal. extra time on the lips. She, uh, she fucking daddy. puts her fingers to the charcoal <laughs> lips and then puts and them to herself. just screaming, no. And, and the, this house is so big, it wraps around. So yes. Julia Stiles it's, is in like the kitchen looking out the window. Drinking looking in, and glaring at her husband. Because it's the, she's looking into the window of the art <laughs> studio because like it just horseshoes around. It's so large. I feel like the house in the first one kind of did that too, where it was so big that characters could stand in different parts of it and basically spy on other members of the family. Yeah. The first one had a greenhouse too. This one probably does. We just didn't get to it. Yeah, right. (laughs) They've got some kind of like fancy plant house on the property somewhere or just a gardener that lives in his own shack who we never meet because we don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. There's also a detective. The detective, yep. After they leave the therapy appointment, we see this detective who's taking photos. And so this detective is suspicious, too. He feels like something's not quite right here. I wonder, like, why... Because I kind of want to know more about, like, what did what did he think was going on this whole time? Well, I think he was... I don't know. He was dealing with the case of Esther's Esther going missing. I I think he kind of... His pet theory was what the eventual twist is. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, he's very confused and wants more details about Esther's return. Right. Because it's, I'm sure it's exceedingly rare for a child who's been missing for four years to, to return back up. Yeah. with an accent. Esther finds the real Esther's old diary jackpot. So she's practicing and reading some material. old memories and stuff and mm-hmm. is practicing her voice. Just felt like me trying to do voice practice. Yeah. Oh, mommy. Hello. Hello, daddy. Daddy. No, thank you, mommy. <laughs> At one point, she almost runs away. What prompts that? I mean, I think it's just she is just used this to get out of Eastern Europe. I sure. don't think she was ever planning on staying here. Well, she she goes to leave. She's like outside on her way out. And then she looks back and she sees daddy painting. Yeah. And then she kind of decides to stay. Well, she's got the hots for it. I think she just wants to. She's too horny for daddy. daddy. Yeah. yeah. I think that's honestly the motivation here, which yeah. is what makes her an even more, <laughs> I don't know, just this fucking character, man. Because she like says goodbye to her rat friend. She's like, all right, see ya. Leaves and then, like, gets horned up for daddy and then comes back and is like, I guess I'm staying. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, she has to watch. Ever since her return, daddy's been been more into mommy. And they've been fucking not quite as much as the couple from the first one. Dude. Who who have sex fucking doggy style in their open open floor. Yeah, kitchen. kitchen. The, the house in the first movie is, we've got no walls, baby. It's open concept. You can hear what everyone's doing in that house. And that includes if you're going to fuck 
over the counter in the kitchen. Dude, he Everyone like... Everyone can hear it. He bends her over and basically licks his hand. <laughs> yeah, like. it's, it's outrageous. This movie, they're about to go to like a gala. And so daddy's wearing a fucking magician tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, he is. And Julia Stiles pulls his pants she, down. She no, puts his she, her hands down his boxers. There is a shot of Julia Stiles grabbing cock. She gets a handful. Her dude. hand is in them boxers, dude. And I don't know if that guy had a cup or if Julia Stiles just fucking went for it. Yeah. But he still got the the tuxedo top on. <laughs> yeah. It's upsetting. <laughs> the little bow tie and everything. It's not even a, t- a black, like a tie. It's a bow tie. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're about to leave and there's like foreboding piano tones and then it turns out Esther is just sitting there. Esther's just sitting there plunking the same key. That got a huge laugh out of me. Yeah, so they're going to this gala gala, and they tell Gunner, okay, watch your sister. Don't be an idiot while we're gone. So of course he has a party. Uh, It's 2007, so he has a polo shirt on under this jacket and we're listening to this like, I don't know what, this music just sounded very... 2000s to me it did yeah like a not quite jimmy eat world but like a yeah because gunner's got these like fuck off friends they're like rich idiot friends who like pull up in their giant hummer or whatever and are like just being loud and obnoxious and this movie you're right takes place in 2007 i forget that most of the time except for this party scene where i'm like oh yeah or anytime someone has a phone out oh true yeah other Uh, than that it's basically the same but esther comes out and he's like this isn't your scene, which is hilarious. He goes, this isn't your scene, Esther. Go back inside. Yeah, he's like, why don't you go back inside? And she's like, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> and oops, the detective is here. Hilarious line from him. He's like, you can smell the weed from the street. You can smell the weed from the street. Gunner just stumbling like, uh, uh, uh. that's not what the detective's here for. No, but detective under the ruse of using the bathroom goes and snoops around and he takes... Esther's record, so he can yeah, get her it's got finger her fingerprints her on it. Yeah. After this gala, when mom and dad come home, she's Julia Stiles is snooping around, and she finds Esther's book that she carries around in the first movie too. Her old Bible this, with the Sarn Institute this in the back, falling apart Bible. Mm-hmm. And then she the the shower's running, and Julia Stiles checks it, and it's an empty shower. Yep. Esther's gone. Esther's gone. She was using the shower as a ruse. <laughs> And she, while she's flipping through the Bible, she finds that Esther has written down the detective's address. Yes. So she puts together, oh, fuck, Esther's going after this detective because the detective's been kind of hovering this whole movie. He shows up in the middle of dinner at one point. So there's something going on. And Julia Stiles, uh, you know, runs off after her. So yeah, now we... Detective's <laughs> at home. He's got those fingy prints. He compares them to the fingy prints of... OG Esther. Esther. They don't match. Not they a match. Don't match. It's not a match. Not a match. And uh, he's right when he makes that realization. He's like, if you're not Esther, who are you? Gets stabbed. Yeah, Esther stabs stabbed the, the fuck, fuck out, out with him. his charcuterie knife that he was uh, cutting oh, yeah. stuff Oh, with. yeah. He was like cutting cheese. And, and then he, he like stabs s- it into the cutting that board. Can't you be good can't for the do knife, that, right? right? Yeah. He okay. does it with, uh, he's probably been drinking already. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. I do like the very brief moment of collecting fingerprints ASMR. There's some nice like tape sounds and mm-hmm. dusting sounds. It's very pleasant. So she stabs him and she's like, how did you know I'm not Esther? Her own mommy yeah. doesn't even know. And he's like, 
Yeah, she did. Yeah, she knows. And then he gets shot. Yeah. What? And then he gets shot a bunch. Julia Stiles is there with a gun. She shoots the fuck out of this detective. Esther turns to her and says, Mommy! Mommy! And then Julia Stiles goes, The fuck are you looking at? And this is when we stopped the movie and (laughs) collected ourselves and rewound it because it all happens really fast. And then right after that, it cuts to them sitting together and Julia Stiles like, So let me get this straight. You're a grown-ass woman? (laughs) Yeah, it's... I love it. They are fully... I like how it's... It's not even that far. It's like maybe halfway through it's the probably, movie. Uh, yeah, But half. I like that now we are just on an even playing field here. These two know what's up. They are equals. And it's such a great setup for the rest of this. Because as we learn, Gunner accidentally killed real Esther. Yep. And Julia Stiles helped cover up without the husband knowing, helped cover up the body. Yep. And so... And framed it as our child went missing. So this whole time, the dad just has thought their kid went missing. And that's why in the beginning, Julia Stiles is like, hey, how about we get the fuck over it, please? Yeah. Yeah. And also why she goads Gunner at the airport to like, hey, be more fucking excited that your sister's home. Like, give her a hug because... They've been covering So this they've up the known time. this whole time that that's not really their they daughter. They've known this whole time that Esther is just a random person, and it's amazing. <laughs> it makes me want to watch it again, it knowing that. It does make me want to watch it Because it'll again. make all of Julia Stiles and Gunner's like, reactions and stuff, it'll just give them so much more context. But the, the craziest <laughs> thing, too, is <laughs> for Julia Stiles, it's like weird enough that this kid shows up claiming to be her kid, but then it's like, Wait, and also you're 33 years yeah. old? It's so great. And so she, my, Julia Stiles has some of the best dialogue I've heard in a minute in this movie. She says, if you think I'm going to let some psycho dwarf ruin our plans, you've got another thing coming. We came over on the Mayflower and we matter. So she, it sounds like they are basically, she at least is like a daughters of the revolution, not revolution, but like daughters May- of the Mayflower. We're like, some people take that very seriously. There's oh, yeah. like ancestry groups. Well, later where... Gunner's yelling at Esther and he's like, like, this is America. People like me People matter. Like me matter. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this fucking twist is so fun. Yeah, because... and it unlocks, yeah, the most the best dialogue in the second half of the movie. Yeah, from both Julia Stiles and, and Gunner, like you said. Yeah, because they're just toying with Esther because they're like, okay. If like you have to keep playing this part because if not, we'll tell fucking immigration and we'll get you deported and sent back to Eastern Europe. Yeah. So you're just gonna fucking play this part and help uh, help us cover yeah. up this murder. She even says it. It, it basically is a mutual, mutually beneficial arrangement. I like the them. Uh, them dragging the detective's body through the snow together. In contrast to in the first movie, Esther has to drag the nun's body by herself because the little kid mm-hmm. doesn't want to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we cut to the scene in the backyard where Gunner is showing his dad how to use a crossbow, which yeah. is a weird thing. And so we all know that crossbow is coming back because mm-hmm. what are we doing if not? Uh, so they're doing target practice. And man, this poor fucking guy, dude. This, I, is, this is one of the saddest men and, and that's, that's the other great thing is that that first movie is 
Vera Farmiga figures out pretty soon that something's wrong with Esther, and Esther gaslights her and tricks the dad especially into believing her and like taking her side over Vera Farmiga. And the first half of this movie, you're like, oh, are we getting the same thing? Because like the mom seems a little suspicious. So what's going on with this? She's basically a totally different person to the dad than she is to the mom. Yeah, but in this movie, instead. The mom ends up being a villain, and the dad is the sympathetic one. And you're just like, this poor man. It's he's lost his daughter. Yeah. He's got he doesn't even he has know. this secret that or like there's this whole secret conspiracy basically within his family he doesn't know about. It it sucks. So it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most enjoyable parts about the second half of this movie is just the back and forth between Esther and Julia Stiles, and they're sniping at each other. Yeah. And like Julia Stiles cooks like a lamb dinner. Oh my God, this, this was the funniest. This is one of my favorite things. And then this. she's like, well, Esther, I remember that you didn't like this, so I made your favorite. And it's fucking Kraft mac and cheese with hot dogs. Slice slices of hot dogs. It. And the way she serves it to her is just full of so much fucking hate. It's the pettiest shit I've ever seen. It's so goddamn funny. And I saw some comments being like, I think this movie tries to make Esther too sympathetic and they've compared it to Don't breathe too no but like the the thing is the tone of the those movies are so different yeah where don't breathe too is like this serious like like you know this guy is doing this good thing even though he used to be a bad guy and like maybe he's redeemed himself this is just fucking camp this is just like you root for esther but like it's she's still a bad guy yeah it's because she has a foil. It's not because yeah. this character is there to make Esther look like a better person in comparison. It's just, no, she's kind of met her match. Yeah, almost. I'm not rooting for Esther to succeed. No, I'm rooting but I'm, for her because it's entertaining. and I'm just enjoying both of them ra- fucking yeah. with each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. My favorite thing, too, is around this point in the movie, they go back to the therapist, and because now... Julia Stiles and Esther on the same page, basically. And she's like coached her on how to she, be Esther. Yeah, how yeah. to like, here's <clears throat> here's like some some memories that you should have. So they go to the therapist and the very last time we see the therapist is her just being like, well, this is all fine. I'm going to go to lunch now. Yeah. See ya. And, and then, I thought that therapist was dead for sure. Mm-hmm. Nope. She just signs off on, she's like, oh, this was a, a lot of details that you're bringing up, but that seems all good to me. Like, right. Still weird. You have an accent, but whatever. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. There's a scene where Esther's in her room and Gunner comes in and is like, this isn't your room. It's my dead sister's room. I fucking own you. And then she slaps him. And that's when he gives the, this is America. People like me matter. And he's like, if you try that again, I'll fucking kill you. And then she just slaps him again. He's like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, the, the other reason besides it being very petty and very funny that she gives her mac and cheese is because she there's poison in it yeah is it poison i guess it's poison i thought it was like a sleeping pill i thought it might have been like a sleeping or something but 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 esther takes it upstairs and gives it to her rat friend and the rat dies maybe the rat would die from a human amount of sleeping pills but like i don't know but then esther takes that dead rat and puts it in her mom's smoothie the next morning mom fucking drinks it she goes mommy i made this just for you and it's this whole scene where (laughs) mommy's like 
no, I'm good. I'm actually not very hungry. And I would rather just make my own smoothie. Thank you. And daddy's sitting there like, no, tr oh, come on, like, try. She made you a smoothie. And so she can't not drink it. She, and she dude, like sips it and then goes to the sink there, and there's a fucking dead rat. And she puts it down the garbage disposal. She puts the rat down the garbage disposal and, and turns it on its tail. flying around. Oh, man. I even uh, think it fucking, it, doesn't it match cross dissolve from it into like a spiral architecture or something? It? I think I so. so. I yeah. hope so. Uh, oh. I forget. Oh, yeah. Like, they have a party where they're like, Esther, you better pretend to be Esther for all these other people who are going to come and check you out. And Esther's, like, playing the piano, mm -hmm. and Gunner's all pissed off about it. So at the dinner scene when she leaves, Gunner is like, I don't know, she's probably just tired from playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> There's some more daddy painting time. I feel and like this is some of the only time that Esther is actually enjoying herself. In yeah, this movie. she like really does like the dad a lot. She's like yeah, real horned I mean, up for the dad. Really and this is dad. when Julia Styles, because she was like, I don't know why you stuck around with us instead of just robbing us. But now that you're here, but now she looks through now the window realizes, again. She's oh, like, Oh, you want to fuck my husband? Yeah. So and after she, she points out, rightfully, it would be insane for the dad to want to fuck her because uh, all all the reasons. I mean, all the so many reasons. And then also she says, even if you said that you weren't the daughter, oh, what surprise, I'm not your daughter. I'm a mutant grifter. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and fuck my husband. Yeah. Fuck. It's so Julia Styles. So good. Yeah. Because, yeah, the first half I'm like, Huh, she seems kind of like cold. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't tell what this performance is, but now in retrospect, I again, this might be a fun one to rewatch. For sure. Knowing She's just all Ice this. Queen Julia Styles. Yeah. So so bitchy to <laughs> Esther. It's so Oh man. Uh so Daddy's gotta leave town to do some like go to some art art thing gallery. Yeah. <laughs> he basically he has again. Every bullshit movie job, you are carrying around one of those tubes for your portfolio. Yeah, the comic con posters. Yeah. yeah, like an invisible man. I think she's carrying around those uh, tubes yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so he's like, they're at the train station, and Esther tries. She tries to push the both the, of them, the uh, brother and and the brother mom and Julie Styles onto the track, but some random guy walks into her and is like, "Oh, watch where you're going!" Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Julia Styles grabs her. You think you can fucking kill me? Yeah, and, and I, they get into a train station fight. They're all just they're just running after each other. They're all just trying to basically kill each other in this train station. Esther runs away from them and gets in their fucking Range she gets Rover. In the Range Rover, locks the door and. Takes she off. flips off Julia Stiles and drives away, and there's a whole scene of her like putting on lipstick, she puts on lipstick and, and starts smoking a cigarette, yeah. and she's listening to uh, "She's a Maniac, Maniac." <laughs> and she gets pulled over because obviously the car was reported stolen. Yeah, she tries to play it then off. Then she's like a child driving yeah. a car. Also, she looks like a child driving a car. Yeah. yeah. And that's the mom basically tells the cop a sob story like I'm. It, this is why it's been so hard having her around. And doesn't she suck so much? <laughs> and as soon as the cop leaves, her and the brother are like, yeah, it's time to just fucking kill Esther. Yeah, we got we to make it like we're we going to do this. Her. We're going to stage a suicide like this sucks. Sorry, dad's going to be real sad, but we'll He'll deal, deal with, with it. <laughs> Yeah, they, they try to stage a suicide by uh, slitting her wrists, but Esther spits in Julia Stiles' face before. It's a glob of spit. It's yeah. real nasty. Uh, Gunner then basically throws her down the stairs. 
And I'm assuming that this is that how, this is how he originally accidentally because this is when he, he seems like real shooken up about it. And uh, uh, Julia Stiles almost seems like a fucking again. Yeah, she's kind of like, oh, great. Yeah. So I think that that's what happened originally. Yeah, And the whole thing, Julia Stiles' whole thing when she revealed the big twist, she's like, my son accidentally killed my daughter. I'm not going to lose both kids. So that's why right. I covered up the murder. And like, I know that this is a contentious uh, thing with a lot of people having very strong opinions about it, but is this basically JonBenet Ramsey? It's a, it's a very popular theory. Yeah. I won't get into any of that because it's very contentious. And sure. I'm yeah. not going to say what I think about it either way because I don't think it's super relevant. But yes, but that, that is, is a, a very popular theory. That it was the brother and right. then the parents covered up for it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have her back and she's, you know, tosses her down the stairs, but then she disappears like she's Michael Myers. So mm-hmm. it's basically a let's find and kill Esther. And of course, the fuckboy Gunner is like, I know the trick. And he gets his fencing sword. Yep. I like that he puts on the helmet. And then goes, no, and just takes yeah. it off. Because it just, it would be very dweeby of him. I was trying to figure out if it was a foil, an epier, or a saber. I, I don't. I couldn't tell. I don't know. It's a pirate. It's like, it's a Captain <laughs> Hook sword. I don't know. You know, it's like a, a Errol Flynn sword. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a pointy stick. <laughs> oh, daddy's coming home, by the way. Oh, yeah, he called and he heard. Because the police called him and were like, hey, your kid was driving a Range Rover down the freeway. <laughs> So he's like, I guess I'm going to come home and check on my kid. Even though Gunner was going to go fence her to death, she found that crossbow from earlier and shoots him and then stabs the shit out of him. Holy fuck. Yeah, with his uh, fencing sword. And that's when her and Julia Stiles get into a kitchen fight. There's a lot happening. The stove gets turned on, of course. Yep. Starts fire starts fire. spreading. Yep. Julie Styles real sad about her fuckboy son getting killed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. They what wind up they upstairs wind up on the roof. or the third floor, the fourth floor, or whatever of this mansion. Yeah. And yeah, they're on the roof chasing each other. Fun little roof chase scene. Yeah. The knife lose and they they end up both hanging from the fucking gutters. Yeah. So and daddy that's when daddy gets up, home. Not realizing. I like how we said at the beginning we're not gonna call him daddy the whole time. He's we daddy. He's sorry. Daddy. Sorry. He he pulls up, not realizing Gunner's dead. He just sees the two of them and is like, okay, I got to go find Gunner. So he runs into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he also ends up on the roof. And basically it's a, who are you going to choose? Yeah. He gets out to the roof and they're both hanging. And Julia Stiles is like, she's not Esther. She's a grown ass woman pretending <laughs> to be Esther. <laughs> like that's a lot to take in. And then he's like trying to help both of them. And then Julia Stiles falls and her head hits like a fucking curb and splatters. Yep. Julia Stiles just he, dies from falling she off. She just falls, yeah. Didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yep. Her head just fucking pops like a zit. Yeah, it's, it's so disgusting. gross. And then he pulls up Esther and they hug and she's so happy. And it's just this poor guy. And then. That's all you can think. And then her fucking. <gasps> yes, because he's grabbing her face like, oh like, my God, oh, I'm gotcha. so happy you're alive. And but her then he pops out her fake teeth. teeth. come out because she has nasty, like, gro- like gross yellow teeth adult underneath. Teeth yeah, under she's there. been using fake teeth to pose as a kid. So her fake <laughs> teeth just come goes, out. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> so then she pushes him and he's. I don't even think. It, I don't even know if she pushes him. I think it's a weird oh, struggle and he falls. To, okay. I don't think. Because I think she she probably thinks I can save this and fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, I could. This is still salvageable. But he just falls and he dies right next to Julia Stiles. And I feel so bad because in the first movie, like the husband gets killed 
but that guy was kind of an asshole. I don't care what all the comments say. No, fuck that guy. There's so many and people. And it's are also, like, you know, it's a horror movie. I'm sorry. I'm allowed to be excited that that guy gets murdered. So many people are like, you're too hard on the husband. Why would he believe that this, and I'm like, you gotta listen to your wife at a certain point. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But. Also, he's a nasty, he cheated on her and stuff. Right? Ten years prior. Just, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, a lot of things he does in that movie that like, no, fuck him. You're supposed to want him to die. I yeah, think. Sure. Yeah. But Vera Farmiga survives. Thankfully. Yes. This one, this poor guy goes through so much and then he falls and dies. And I'm yeah. like, I know it had to be that way because it's a prequel, but I still feel so bad for the poor that guy, guy. He had it rough, man. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. She grabs all her stuff and leaves and walks she, out through this burning house that no way. It would be she so would be hot. Fucking, she her would internal be organs would be. She would be cooked. Yes. You could, it'd be 165 degrees at least internally. Yeah, it's But a, she just walks through it fine. and fuck it. And, I'm not mad. Uh-oh, she's going to the adoption agency in this ending that is, I think, a pretty good homage to Psycho. Oh, yeah. Because it's- The framing of it? It's the framing of it, and it's kind of this slow zoom on Esther while the therapist and the police, I think, are talking about her, and they're like, oh, what's going to happen to her? And they're almost doing like a psychoanalysis of her, and that's when Esther looks up and kind of smiles. It's I think it's an, an homage to that ending. Mm-hmm. That and it's movie. it links directly into the next one because they're like, we found a great orphanage yep. for her to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I want a third one. I do, yeah. I Esther, I think it's so good because, you know, that first movie had its fans. I think that uh, for whatever reason, it's it's been more popular lately. And they they made this prequel. And I think a lot of there was a lot of skepticism about this prequel being made, given the age of mm-hmm. Isabel Furman and just like, what are we doing? I think the prequel won most people over. I yeah. think fans and critics can both appreciate it for what it is. And I think this solidifies Esther. I think after that first movie, Esther's already an all-timer. Yeah. But I think with a sequel, that's how you really mm-hmm. get yourself in the Horror Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I hope we get at least one more just to to really drive in that Esther is a fucking fantastic. Because there aren't enough female horror villains yeah. that are, like, iconic. Yeah. And to have one just like so well acted and so ruthless and so fun in this campy movie, it's it's great. I'm so happy. I think a sequel to the first one would be good because then do we get Vera Farmiga back? Right, bring her back. Bring her back. Do it. I don't know what the plot would be. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't everyone know after that first movie that she? Is not age. I don't know because the the house burns down. So any evidence probably. Yeah, Vera Farmiga's alive. Yeah, but she's a drunk. That's the whole thing with the first movie. Yeah, that's is like, true. I mean, I guess the kid. Uh, Would it be like a, a Chucky and Chucky 2 scenario where, where it's institutionalized? Yeah, or the mom, yeah. where you don't see her at all in that mm-hmm. second one. Because, yeah. granted, there's a pretty big gulf between this was an imposter and this doll was literally alive and trying to kill us. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. I I hope they figure out a way to to make it happen because I think everyone's on board now. I think everyone's on the orphan train. Yeah. (laughs) Toot toot. Toot toot. Yes. Love it. Great. (laughs) Yeah. That's that. That's that. I know we've done a lot of movie reviews uh, and I know that some people want other things, but like one, 
I think a lot of people are enjoying the movie reviews. I've been enjoying doing movie reviews, especially of, of newer stuff, because it gives me an excuse to stay up, like, you know, stay current. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then also, you've been focusing a lot on your voice acting. And that's yeah, going I've got really other well. stuff going on, too. So. Yeah, so this I'm is... I'm sorry if people don't love the reviews as much, but it's made I th- I think my they schedule do. a lot easier. I, I just think people are like, oh, I... Uh, Oh, those research episodes. But, like, those are so much work, and you've been really, like, I I think all your work on the voice acting is paying off, so keep doing what you're doing. Uh, And just apologies for the reason. It's fine. We'll get, we'll eventually one day have one, but maybe a game or something, or another review, whatever. Figure it out. It's it's a fun, you you get to hang out with us either (laughs) way. Isn't that good enough? When's this come out? This this Wednesday? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So this will be before the X kill count. So tune in for that on Friday to see me in a mustache. I guess uh, until next time, what's your or what's your social media? Yeah, it's Dead Meat James on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I'm at Carebeck, C-R-E-V-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, DeadMeatStore.com. Also, just so mad that you're still not verified on Twitter. It's bullshit. Yeah, I got rejected again yesterday. <laughs> I don't get it. And it's, like, such a first-world problem. It is. But, but it's also, like, a this-would-help-me-professionally problem. Mm-hmm. So it's It's just there, it's are, people, there are people with less than 1,000 followers who are verified. And we were on Michigan radio. <laughs> we were on public radio, dude. I don't know. I don't get it. Start a hashtag, folk. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. until... Next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm James. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. (laughs)